to Blend It Yourself, episode number four of... Brutal Battle. So most people may be saying, wow, I have not heard that episode format in quite some time. And yeah, it's been basically a year and a half since... Really? Yeah. The last one was... The third episode was about a year and a half ago. And that was the one where we, I actually... It was blending in the sense of steeping different teas in different beers... And go back and listen to that episode if that sounds interesting, because there were some good combinations that came out of that. So I do recommend steeping tea and beer. It's a thing. So we were inspired. I was like, at some point in the, over the past month or so, I was just like, we haven't done a blending episode in a long time. And it's always fun. So you feel like a mad scientist. It's a good time. So we have some things lined up for this one. What we're going to do... The format of this is we're going to taste through four different beers and just evaluate them the normal way we do it. And then we're going to pause real quick. I'm going to go out and I'm going to make up some predetermined blends that I was thinking could work. So we're going to have a bunch of those blends then sitting in front of us. We're actually going to share the glasses for those. So that might move a little bit slower for that reason because we don't have a million glasses and we don't have a million ounces of each of these beers either because we have to kind of conserve it. So for each blend, we're going to use the rule that we kind of learned for our, from our first few blending episodes, which was 75% of the base beer and 25% of the beer you want to put a little bit of the flavor from in it. So each one is going to be 75-25. So it'll be four ounces each. It'll be three and one. So that's how we're going to do it. So just so you know. So do you have anything to say? No, let's get tasting. <laughs> You're... You're just like, let's drink. Let's I'm go. Ready to go. Okay, so the first beer we're we're gonna do, and I know people are gonna be like, what are you gonna blend that with or blend with that? This is by the brewery. It's in, from their Rue Keller line, and that is their it's their Rue Keller Hellas, which their Rue Keller line is always a, different lagers, basically. So this is their Hellas style lager, and it's five point two percent alcohol. And it's all these are sixty well, the first three are sixteen ounce cans, the fourth one is twelve ounce. So, let's get into this. And it's been, um, well, I drank one of these recently, so prior prior to me drinking one of these, oh, sorry, I'm trying to, I'm handing Rebecca the can, very absent-minded at the moment. Pro, so, prior to um, having this beer a few days ago, I have, we haven't had a Hellas in like... A long time. Yeah, who knows, like forever, pretty much. So, okay. what does it look like? Nice and light and yellow. Yeah. It's um, kind of hazy. Kind of clearish, kind of hazy. It yeah. smells so clean and so crisp. Mm. And like straw. I get straw. I get a lot of honey coming through on it. It smells... Actually, it's not just like honey. It's like a rich like honeycomb. Because it's almost a little bit waxy to go along with that honey sweetness. Yeah, so it's like a, a rich honeycomb. Definitely that straw in there as well. Yeah, it smells very rich, very clean. It almost smells a little mead-like in a way. Yeah, I just took my first sip and I could definitely see the mead. You definitely get a lot of honey in the flavor for sure. Um, but it still is nice yeah. and crisp and light and refreshing. Ooh, yeah, that's a lot of... Yeah, it's a big honey kick. That straw you are talking about, that's definitely in there. But yeah, it's a lot of honey to it. It has a really nice, clean finish, and like we were saying on the nose, crisp, refreshing. Hmm. Yeah, it's an easy beer. 
it's easy, but it's flavorful too. And for being a lager, it has a lot more body than you'd expect from it. It does. You're right. It also has a little bit of a um, bitter kick at the end. It's not a lot. It's like kind of this light, bitter kick to it that you're not expecting, but it is a nice way to finish the beer, in my opinion. That pairs well with the crispness of it. So, Mm. It's good. That's a good one. Like, really nice, light, refreshing, tasty. That's a great one for anyone who likes outdoor situations, events, whatever you're going to do outside. Mm. Okay. Now, the second beer, this, also in a 16-ounce can, this one's by Union Craft Brewing. Uh, Oh, and uh, the brewery's out of Placentia, California. So this one's Union Craft Brewing out of Baltimore, Maryland, one of our favorite breweries from our state of Maryland. Uh, This is their Michelle's Granola Porter, and the ABV on this is 6.2% alcohol. So I believe this is made with some of the Michelle's Porter. So it is a vanilla almond porter. You mean Michelle's Granola? Yeah, that's what I meant. Michelle's Granola. Yeah, this beer contains nuts, so... Um, this is in collaboration with Michelle's Granola. Michelle's Granola is an actual company. Uh, we have had their granola quite a few times. We're we, pretty obsessed. Yeah, we, I mean, really, we keep it stocked in our house at all times, basically. We, we eat it multiple times a week because it is that good. It's like small artisanal handcrafted granola. It's, it's a bit of a splurge, but it is phenomenally tasty. And it's local, so. And it's it tastes it's lighter than you would think for granola. That's the other thing. It doesn't like fill you up in a bad way like granola can sometimes. Just feel like super heavy. Uh, it's amazing though. But anyway, this looks so, like a porter to me. It's dark. It looks like the head is a little bit creamy, but it's got large. The head's very relatively big bubbles on the top. It's like so vanilla-y. Oh my gosh. I don't remember it smelling that vanilla y. No, I don't either. It's been a while. It's been a while since we've had this, though. It has, yeah. Ooh, it's just like vanilla and chocolate. Yeah. It's a it's, it's it beautiful nose to it. It's just this amazing vanilla and chocolate. And it's not like a vanilla extract or any sort of artificial vanilla. It's like legit vanilla yeah. bean type smell. And just a really nice milk chocolate, too. That's what the chocolate is very milk mm. chocolate. And it tastes exactly great. like that. Hmm. Tastes like vanilla and chocolate. Yeah. But then there's a little bit of an ashy finish on yeah. the end. Because it's light. You know, there, there's a there's a good roastiness to it. And since this isn't like an imperial stout, it's not super heavy on the body. Therefore, it's not going to be like a rich, creamy chocolate. It's more of like a light chocolate with a bunch of that kind of uh, malty, malt roastiness coming in at the end, and that's where that ashiness is kind of forming. It's good, though. But I definitely get a lot of that vanilla. Can you say almond for this? No. This is another... We can never find our nuts in our beers. Having a hard time locating our nuts. Yeah, I can't find the nuts. Yeah, no. It's, I, I don't taste almond in it, but plenty of vanilla, which yeah. is great. A good amount of chocolate. I mean, maybe that's where the creaminess is coming from. Yeah, maybe. Because, like, the proteins from the almonds making it a little more serious in the mouthfeel. 
You know, it, here's here's something to point out on this. A lot of the times when we have porters, we taste them and we're just like, ah, it just makes me want a stout or most likely an imperial stout because they're thicker, yeah. more serious. This is one of those beers where it brings more than enough flavor that we're not saying that when I we agree. have it. It's, I think one of the few porters that I really like as a porter because mm-hmm. it is, it's so flavorful and it's light and yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So number okay. three. Number three is Wit the Funk with Apricots. It's a tart wheat ale brewed with spices aged in oak fooders with apricots. And it is by the brewery, their Teru. Teru. I don't, I don't know exactly how to say it. I say Teru. Teru. Um, it's 5.2%. All right. I've had this one for a little bit. Um, yeah, this one's a bit over a year old in the can, 16-ounce can. So um, we'll see. Now, obviously, I picked this one for the blending to kind of try to bring some kick, some fruitiness to the party. That's been my plan with it. So we'll see how that goes. Okay. Okay. There you go. Let's evaluate the sucker first. So it's light yellow, hazy. Oh, and so people know, there is a regular with the funk by the brewery. It's just without the apricots. No no fruit added. That's the regular with the funk. This is just a special version with fruit. So, yeah, it looks like like a goza, maybe. Something like that. It's very hazy, but like yellow. There's barely any head to it, honestly, even if you swirl it up. It smells so tart, like it's making me like salivate. Ooh, yeah, it really it, it's making me salivate too. Just smelling it, like you feel, I feel it in the back of my yeah. throat, in the back of my mouth, like the sides of my tongue, tongue in yeah. the back. Yeah, they're just going. Definitely, Oof. I, I, you could say apricot, you could say peach, but definitely one of those lighter stone fruits. Yeah, I definitely get a lot of the apricots. Very fruity. It smells, as I keep smelling it, though, it's starting to, the nose is mellowing out a little bit. My nose is yeah. getting used to that sourness, and it's becoming a little more sweet on the nose, and more of the perception of that actual fruit. Ooh. And there's a little funk. There's a little funk. Man, it's tart. Ooh. Yeah, that kicks you in the palate real quick. Real quick. I feel like I'm flumming up already just after mm-hmm. one little sip. It's like... A serious lemony tart. I, it's not even tart. It's sour. It's like a serious lemon sour. It's good. <laughs> I wish it was more fruity, though. I get the fruit. Yeah. The thing is, you have to get past the first few sips in order to really get to the fruit. Because a lot of the fruit initially is being covered up by that really severe sourness. So once your palate acclimates... Then you can start pulling out the fruit, mainly. This is one of those fruited beers, too, where because of what the mouthfeel is, I feel like I can taste, like, the fur on the fruit. Yeah. Like the apricot fur. fur. Does apricot have fur? Apricots don't. Peaches Peaches do. Peaches do. Well, it reminds me of, like, the peach fuzz. Fur? Like, that. that fur or the fuzz? The fuzz. It reminds me of the peach fuzz and that, like, kind of texture in my mouth, which is kind of weird to say, but, you know. That's good, though. I like it. I don't, I mean, it's, 
I could do a 16-ounce can on my own. Oh. I would have so much phlegm after that, though. I would prefer to share that, though. What's our last one, Rebecca? Okay, our last one is called Master Blend by mm. Six Point Brewing. Okay. Six Point Brewery. Um, it is a bourbon barrel aged stout. Yeah, so apparently it's an, an imperial stout aged in bourbon barrels for years, and they kind of make a master blend over all the yeah. barrels. They kind of blend it, basically, to make it as smooth as possible, supposedly. So. And it's 13%. And where's 6.0, did you say? No. Uh, they have a few locations. Brooklyn, New York, which is their initial location. Parksburg, Pennsylvania. And Downingtown, Pennsylvania. Oh. So two locations in PA. Interesting. And this is one of their skinny, their signature skinny 12-ounce cans. We've had this one in our fridge for a bit. Uh, so this one is, oh, this one's just from December of last year. So it's like a bit over six months old, basically. Don't want to pour too much. Especially at 13%. Okay, here we go. It's dark. Sucker. And I am already getting whiffs of bourbon. Yeah, man. That's super dark looking. Looks relatively thick. Let me me swirl it up. Yep. When you swirl it up, it's got legs coming down the side, coming down very slowly. Looks kind of viscous. The head, there's not a ton of head to it. What head there is is just large bubbles. Um, But what head it has is pretty tan. Mm, Smells so good. I just love the smell of... Or oh barrel aged beers. It's so like that vanilla mm. and like the dark, like um, burnt sugar, yeah. brown brown sugar, caramel. Mm-hmm. Yep. All those things for sure. I get a little bit of woodiness to it. You get a lot of the bourbon coming through, but it also smells soft. You know how when you have like a bourbon barrel aging on an imperial stout like this, sometimes it smells kind of hot from the alcohol heat or it's a little overpowering. It's all the good characteristics from the bourbon nose are there, but it also smells soft. And I get some nice chocolate coming through in the end as well. Mmm. Just smells good. Oh, that smells so good, dude. Oh, my. Yeah, that's that's heavenly smelling. Mmm. Wow. Oh, my gosh, it's smooth. Yeah, that is deceptive as hell. It's really chocolatey. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's got a nice chocolate going on, but other than the chocolate, I get a lot of vanilla to it. Yeah. That there's a little bit of heat burn, but there's no way you're going to guess 13%. No. no way. I mean... Not 9, 10. Yeah, I would guess it somewhere 9 or 10. Maybe 9.5, but that is that's insanely smooth. You know, it's interesting because it actually seems, even though we're getting a good amount of the chocolate, the actual beer seems more on the bourbon side to me, flavor-wise. Yeah. Because there's a lot of that vanilla coming through. There's a lot of that caramel at play there. And then I am getting a good amount of the wood coming through from the barrels. But that is, that's a pretty excellent beer. It's very good. For barrel aging, if you want one that's not going to, you know... Well, I mean, alcohol-wise, it could kill you, but that's not going to kill you palate-wise. 
that that's great. Like yeah. if somebody is into Imperial Stouts and they want to get into bourbon barrel aged Imperial Stouts, this might be a good start because it's got that bourbon barrel aging with a lot of the great flavors from it, but it's not. It's smooth. It's easy. It's approachable. I was just going to say approachable. Yes. Super approachable for what it is. All right. So we're going to stop right here. I'm going to pour up the blends and then we'll get into it. But for you guys, that's going to take no time at all. All right. So we put in all the work. (laughs) That took a little bit of time to get it done. But we have seven beers in front of us, all pre-mixed. The first one we're going to start with is actually not a blend of two of the beers. We had something pop up, and I was just like, let's try this. And what is that, Rebecca? It is the Hellas Lager with watermelon juice. Yeah. Uh, Rebecca was eating watermelon before we started recording. And you know there's always, like, if you get uh, a um, a pre-cut little package of watermelon. Just any watermelon in a container, you end up with juice yeah, at the bottom. you have juice in the bottom. So I was like, why don't we try some of that juice with the Hellas Lager? And she's like, I don't know. So... So we did the 25-75%. So 75% Hellas Lager, 25% watermelon juice. Straight up watermelon juice. So, Rebecca. It smells like watermelon. It smells really good. (laughs) Well, let's see. You didn't want to do this one. And I was like, let's do it. It should be fun. It should be interesting. What do you think? Tastes good. Yeah, it just smells like watermelon with some of that Hellas, like the honey coming through and some straw. What does it taste like? It tastes like beer with watermelon juice in it, but it's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It um, You get that kind of light refreshing note from the Hellas, and you get a good amount of the honey, and then you get lots of watermelon character and sweetness from the watermelon, too, which kind of blends in with the honey. I think that's good. Yeah. It is good. The only thing is the bitterness at the end is a little weird with the watermelon, but once you get past that, yeah, it's not bad. So there you go, people. I I think with a Pilsner, too, like any lager, really, Mm -hmm. something like light and refreshing, maybe even a pale ale, to be honest, just put in a little bit and use the rule, 75-25. Yeah, so we did, you know, three ounces of the Hellas Lager and 25, or... One ounce. One ounce. Of the watermelon juice. Of the watermelon juice, so that's... Thus far, kind of a winner. Oh, we're going to need some water. Um, did you want to... No, we don't. Yeah, we'll be all right. Yeah, these things should be different enough. Okay, so then the next one we're we'll going done. to... This is a blend of 70, uh, three ounces of the Master Blend Imperial uh, Bourbon Barrel Aged Stout and one ounce of the With the Funk the sour with the so this sounds like it's gonna be so apricot. gross so i guess i'll go first on this go one. ahead i think a lot of these i think just sound gross so it's interesting because it smells a lot just like the master blend but i do get a little bit of that apricot peeking through yeah, you it do. Like, a, like a little sour yeah you do get tinge. a little bit it's not off-putting on the nose though no no it's it's it smells good. On it's the just nose. like an addition of fruitiness yeah. to what was really nice with the master blend. All right, I'm going in. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. That's not bad at all. It's just infusing some fruit character into that master blend. It's not bad, but it's not good. Like, the Master Blend is so good by itself. 
mm-hmm. that I don't, I don't want that. So, yeah. So I would say it's interesting. It's not bad at all. It's decent. I think that one of the things that it does do is it increases your perception of the actual bourbon. I see. I was going to say it decreases my perception of bourbon. Oh, for me, it increases my perception of the actual bourbon and a little more of the alcohol and decreases my perception of the chocolatey notes and the vanilla notes and has that kind of apricot fruit coming through yeah. as well. I mean, you definitely do get the apricot coming through for sure. So I think this but kind of... I don't want that in my stout. Right. Yeah. So I would say, yeah, for both of us probably, this is a better way to enjoy your with the funk. And a worse way to enjoy your master blend, yeah. basically. So you're dressing them with the funk up some. You're dressing down the As Carlin blend. was, like, pouring these beers, I was like, don't no. use too much of the master blend. I really like that. I don't, want, don't ruin it. Yeah. Well, and this is our only can of master blend. But I didn't use a ton of the master blend. Yeah. So don't ruin it. Good. It's so good on its own. But that doesn't taste bad. It's not bad. There's nothing but... wrong with it. Yeah. Okay. So next is the, this one is three ounces of the Hellas Lager and one ounce of the Master Blend. Now that sounds very crazy, very weird, but... So it's mostly the Hellas Lager. Yes, yeah, 75% Hellas Lager, 25% Master Blend. And it smells a lot like the Hellas Lager. Right, but what does it get from the Master Blend? Let's see. It could be terrible, I don't know. Yeah, it does smell a lot like the Hellas Lager. There's a lot of the honey just hanging out. And I would think the Master Blend would be the one that would power through that, even though it was only one ounce, but I guess not. It wasn't enough. So it what ta- does it taste like? It, it, it tastes a lot, not as hum, not as much honey, but a lot of the straw still. Yeah. It tastes a lot of, like the Hellas Lager still. I get a little bourbon coming through. But no, you know, like no chocolate, no vanilla, yeah, no anything really except that bourbon. But the bourbon's also kind of mixing with the honey, um, so it's hard to get, but it's kind of there. And you do get a little bit of an alcohol bite shining through on it, which makes sense because you know a Hell's Lager is not really set up to hold up to high ABV, so that does make it's sense. Kind of just like a murky beer, yeah, yeah, like. It doesn't really have its own characteristics. It's kind of just like a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I mean, literally, it's like the Hellas Lager, but with a little bit of like an alcohol heat to it and like a slight taste of bourbon. Yeah. I don't, once again, I don't think it's bad, but yeah, it's not that great. Okay, what's this next one? Okay, so the next one then is... Uh, that one is the... Michelle's granola with something, because I smell that vanilla. Yeah, that's the granola porter, Michelle's granola porter, which is the vanilla almond porter. Three ounces of that and one ounce of the Whip the Funk. What does it smell like? It just smells like the Michelle's granola porter. No, I would... Yeah, do you get any fruit coming through, Mm-mm. though? No, no fruit at all? Okay. I mean, maybe it overpowers it, I don't know. I would think it wouldn't as much. I get it in the taste, though. Yeah, I don't smell it at all. No. I don't smell the width of funk at all. It's just a lot of vanilla. It's just like domination of vanilla, really. Hmm. I think it tastes gross. No, I don't. 
Mm. On the end, though, the end gets, like, really funky and kind of a weird... Like, barf. Yeah, it's a a little, like, bile-ish acidity on the end. No, thank you. Initial taste, that one kind of works. And then the finish of it doesn't Makes work. it, like, negative, like, hell's no. Yeah, that's not... That's negatory. Yeah, I'm not not digging on that one. That's the first one that's... That's the worst one thus far, yeah. I think. Okay, so the next one is three ounces of the Hellas and one ounce of the With the Funk. Okay, this is the one I've been excited for, because I feel like this could actually be good. Yeah, it could be good. When I was thinking about all the blends and coming up with them, I, I thought that one probably had the potential to be the best, but that was before the watermelon happened. So. The, water, the watermelon <laughs> took the cake. Ooh, it smells good. Yeah, it, it smells, smells really, really good. good. It tastes good. I tell you, this actually could be one of those ones where you, we do 50-50, because there's mm. not as much apricot in there as, as I would like. I'll tell you what it does do. It takes the sweetness in the Hell's Lager down, down a lot, yeah, which, which is nice. Which I was going to say, which isn't a bad thing, because that Hell's Lager is, is, dances on the too sweet. I actually like this a lot. Yeah, that is good. Um, I think it makes it taste even lighter as a beer. It, it takes some of, the, um, some of the body down from the Hellas. It takes the sweetness down, the honey down. And it kind of makes it a little more crisp and clean and easy. And then it adds, like, just a nice fruit character, that apricot coming through. Yeah. It works. Yeah, you could probably go a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But I, I think if you do go a little bit more with the With the Funk, you're going to get more of that sourness coming through. It's more probably funk. Gonna, it's probably going to then overpower. So I think the 75-25% blend is probably the best place for mm-hmm. these two beers. But that's good. I like that. I mm-hmm. think that's really good. Mm. That's that's awesome. I really like that. I think that's really cool. Okay, so now I think I did the inverse on the next one. Yeah, that's the um, three ounces of With the Funk and one ounce of the Hellas Lager. So okay, this is, which makes sense because it smells just like With the Funk. Right, so this is the, the opposite of what we just had. Now, my thought on this one was that maybe it would um, dilute the With the Funk a bit. It does, but not that much because that with the funk is so strong, strong yeah. and so sour. Um, yeah, it just smells like with the funk. Yeah, to I be think honest. that I think the Hellas Lager kind of got lost in it because I don't smell it and I don't taste it. I mean, it's definitely less sour. Yes, yeah, it's less sour. I think it's a little more sweet. I do get a little bit more of like a honey actually coming through on it. It thins it out. You know, it, it makes. The with the funk a little more sessionable by you know taking that sourness down and thinning out the body. So I like that it does that. This might be well. I mean, this does go back to what you said about the other one of the fifty fifty. I guess you could right. do that, but I really like it at the seventy five percent of the lager and twenty five percent of the with the funk. It just depends what you want. But once again, this isn't bad. No, it's not bad. And especially if you tried the with the funk like you did, and you were like, ooh, this is too sour, this is too much, this softens it. Mm-hmm. So it's in a better, I would say for you, and actually for me too, that this version of the with the funk with that 25% Hell's Lager is actually better, in my opinion, than the straight up with the funk. Sure. I enjoy it more. 
So, all right. What's and this last one? The last one is, and actually we're moving a lot faster than I expected, which is fine. The last one is three ounces of the Hellas Lager and one ounce of the Granola Porter. Hmm. Although I think we're a little off on that. I think it's actually, we, oh, didn't, yeah, we, we didn't have enough of the Hellas, so it's... Um, like three ounces. I think it's two stuff. ounces to one. So it's one ounce of the granola porter and two ounces of oh. the Hellas Lager. I thought we got three ounces. No. Well, it smells... Oh my gosh, this smells like exactly like both of them together. Really? Yeah. That's... Smell it. I don't know what that would smell like. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Because it smells like that crisp, clean Hellas Lager, but it also smells like... The ashy, chocolatey, vanilla porter. That's actually good. What does it taste like? It tastes like both of them together. It tastes like the honey. It tastes like honey, vanilla, and chocolate. Yeah. That is good. That's very good. And that ashy finish from the porter, it's still there, but it's very light. It's even lighter than it is in the porter. Mmm. Yeah, that one's really good. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. It just, it made the porter easier. It brought extra bitterness to the porter, actually, which is interesting and is working with it. The only thing kind of sad about this one is that it brought the vanilla down, which, because, you know. It did bring the, the vanilla down. The vanilla in the porter is awesome, so, but, hey, man, I dig it. Well, this was interesting. Mm. All right, so what, what blends do you think are real winners here? What should people replicate if they feel like it? Um, <laughs> I don't know, because I think I like them all straight better, straight than, better. Bl- okay. than blended. I don't think you like the With the Funk. No, but I don't better. think I liked it blended with anything either. Okay, so I will say personally, I I really like that Hellas Lager, but I actually like the Hellas Lager better when it has that 25% With the Funk with the in funk. it. Oh, yeah, that was good. I'll, I'll that's really that. good. I think that's really tasty. So if you if out there, if you can get a Hellas lager, or really any lager in my opinion, and you mix in, you know, 25, do 75% that, 25% of some sort of like fruited sour, that could be really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is really good right now. And then I think that this uh, mix of the three ounces of the Hellas lager and the one ounce of the granola porter is really good. So give that a try. I mean, just you're just infusing some darker yeah. notes into a lighter beer. I mean, I think good. the watermelon and the Hell's Lager is good. The, yeah, I'm going to go back to the watermelon. You you were sipping it again. I took you another sip because I was like, I think this is pretty good. Yeah, that is good. Try that at home, people. Just put some watermelon, literally the juice left over from the watermelon, just put it in your lager. 75-25, that's usually the rule. Actually, I I might even go a little less, to be honest. You think so? If you want. You wanted to put more. I did think about doing more. I think it makes it a little more sweet with more. So I think if if it's like half an ounce to three and a half ounces, that might be more what my palate wants. But you like it how it is, mm-hmm, I right? like how it is. Okay. I still like it. It's just. And that's the one you were like, no, no, don't do it. It's I know. Be too I was much. like, it's going to be weird. But is that your favorite? Um, It might be my favorite. Okay. Right? Well, regardless, this was fun. Yeah, it was interesting, for sure. That's what I love about these blending ones, is that 
it's just fun to do and because of you know you feel like a mad scientist and the other thing is we're always surprised yeah that's true like you have ideas of like maybe this will work maybe this will work and sometimes you feel like they're far-fetched and sometimes you feel like they're a sure thing and then and it'll end up where the sure things don't work but the far-fetched ones actually do and you know and the other thing is another reason i wanted to initially do this format of episode when we started doing it is just to say there is a lot of beer blending that goes on from breweries out there but you can blend at home and it's really not hard at all just like master blend that's it's yeah so ironic that's on the episode yeah yeah i I didn't even think about that so in the end we're just going to rank the straight up beers themselves because we got to do a ranking at the end so of the four straight up beers, what is your ranking? I think our number one and our number four are going to be the same. What about you? Actually, they might all be the same. Might be all Let's the same. Um, my number four is with the funk with apricots. Yeah, that is the uh, by the brewery the tart wheat beer brewed with spices and aged in an oak fooder with apricots. My number three is the Hellas Lager. Yep, that's the brewery's Rue Keller Hellas Lager, Hellas Style Lager. My number two is the Michelle Granola Porter. Yep, that's by Union Craft Brewing. That's their almond, their vanilla almond porter. And then my number one is the Master Blend by Six Point. And that is the Imperial Stout aged in bourbon barrels and blended uh, by Six Point. Um, yeah, mine's exactly the same. Yeah. Agreed. We're on the same page. But this was fun. People, if you have ideas out there for beers to blend that you want us to do on this or styles to blend, go ahead and send an email. And also, if you've tried any of this at home, any of your own blending or anything that we've done, try to replicate it. Let us know how it goes. Email us at BrutalBattlePodcast at gmail.com. It would be fun to read that, find out, and get your suggestions on what we should be blending in the future. But thanks, everyone, for checking this out. And until next time, keep it brutal.